Thanks for pressing play. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Here you'll find conversation, environment, day-to-day life, curiosities, the things I come across and try, and current events coming to you every Thursday from Southampton, UK. So let's get stuck in. Would you like to advertise on Quirky Gems Podcast? Then check out my available packages at thequirkygem.wordpress.com forward slash contact. And now a huge thank you to this month's advertisers. Got Wanderlust? Fascinated by history? Then you're going to love this book. With a mixture of autobiography and travel articles covering nine decades of 20th and 21st centuries, indulge in faraway places and stories, including crossing Canada in a motorhome and cruising the Mediterranean to Rome via Gibraltar. Illustrated with 201 colour photographs, A Road So Travelled, Brian G. Davies. Link available in Gems Linktree. Well, the lifting of face masks has definitely had an effect on it. We're going to be talking about acceptance and also how it's changed over the years. Hi, I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quacky Gems Podcast. Welcome, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the episode of Migraines Revisited. Now you might be thinking, well, how can we revisit something that we haven't talked about? Well, we have. We just haven't talked about it in a, in a fair while. So if you're new here, if you follow me on Twitter, then you'll know my little catchphrase as I talk about it quite a lot. But if you're new here, hello, I'm Gem. Welcome to this element of madness <laughs> that you're going to get. If you're an avid listener, you already know, but it's great to have you here and thank you for pressing play. So if you've been following me for the past week or so, you might have known that I have been bogged down by the mother of all migraines. And it's only since really last night, bordering on this morning, it's now the 2nd of March, March even, and it's only since last night and this morning that I've actually really resurfaced. And I can only put a disclaimer here. This is real life and we're going to be talking about this. And if my words stumble or I might slur, that is just a part and parcel of what makes me a migraine sufferer. And if my words are a little bit lingered out, it's nothing to be alarmed about. That is just how migraines affect me. So yesterday, from what I've been told, was the first meteor oh my god i had to start off with a big word didn't i meteor <laughs> meteorological that was very hard to say day of spring basically over here in the uk the days are lingering out a bit more and we have a little bit more sunlight in the morning which is a nice thing i i'm going to get to why it's kind of like a double-edged sword in just a second but we have a little bit of sunrise in the morning and it lingers out just ever so slightly in the afternoon. Now, the double-edged sword comes in because even though we get a tad more sunlight, you wouldn't believe it because we're not seeing very much of it. No, my friends, we have grey skies and rain, which again, if you are a migraine sufferer, it really isn't pleasant. So with that, unsettled weather is a great recipe for the big M, the migraine. So, 
I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. Perhaps you have only just been listening to me recently. But I have had migraines since the grand old age of 12. And for me, they have changed quite a lot. I was actually talking to my behalf about this recently. I used to get cold spots. And that was my trigger. I've always had some sort of aura. And an aura, if you don't know, is basically, it's a heads up, pardon the pun. It's a heads up of, you're going to get pain, so you kind of should take a preventative. And a preventative is another word for, basically, take a pill or take something to stop this thing taking hold. Because once you take hold, or once it takes hold, it's a nightmare. It's a roller coaster you don't want to be on. So... When I first started getting migraines, I would get what is known as a cold spot. And it would happen the same place every time. I can remember being in primary school. Yeah, I can remember that far back. And I remember behind my ear, I'd get... It's almost as you would really describe it. Imagine you're looking up at the sky at night and you see a shooting star. That is what I'd get in my head. So behind my left ear, I'd get a cold spot that travelled from the bottom of my skull, all the way up to the top of my ear, and then it would disappear. And then, say, half an hour to an hour after this, the migraine would come along. Now, there are all different types of migraines. I have had the majority of them. There are silent migraines, which basically you can feel dizziness, or you might get stars, or you might get glimmers, but you might not get any pain. And basically what it is, it's a neurological condition. Something has triggered you neurologically, your spinal cord, messengers in your spinal cord have been triggered and your body doesn't know what to do with the information. And for me, it's taken me a good portion of my life to figure out what my triggers are. When I was a kid, I found dehydration to be the main culprit. I remember the very first migraine I had was in in a hot summer's day and it was severe dehydration. At the time, we, could, we weren't allowed to drink in the classroom, I guess. You can understand it, kids are likely to make mess. But it was in really bordering, I would say, coming out like spring and into summer. It was hot, it'd be a long day, it was getting towards the end of the day. And I was craving water. And I remember where this classroom was, there was a kitchen area. And I remember on a separate day, they used to have kind of like cooking in this kitchen area where they allow you to like bake cakes and stuff and there was a mug and when no one was looking I remember filling this mug up with cold water and I gulped it down so looking back over like you know in hindsight I realized that I was really dehydrated but on this day my first ever migraine I felt sick my head started to pound when I got home and I was able to drink I was okay I was kind of able to just kind of wait it out. But now, as with everything, as when you get older, your migraine triggers change. With me, it is said, I am a woman. And I, you know, I identify as being a woman. And with that, you know, I have everything that comes with being a woman. So, you know, I I menstruate, apparently. <laughs> it's something that happens to me every month and it still catches me by surprise. <laughs> it's a little bit too much information, but I like to think we're mostly adults here. But for me, hormones can trigger it. There's a whole bunch of things. But as I've gotten older, it's a part of the human body. It's just what makes me me. 
as I've gotten older, I have found that my triggers have changed. A lot of stuff that I ate as a kid, I can't eat now. But a lot of stuff I eat now, I wouldn't have been able to eat as a kid. And certain things I drank as a kid, I wouldn't be able to drink now because I now know what the triggers are. So, migraine is one of the most debilitating conditions in the world. There are countless ones, but migraine is one of the ones that are the most debilitating. And no two migraine sufferers are the same. Migraine usually, if you're a migraine sufferer, you probably already know this, but migraine runs in the family. And for me, unfortunately, both sides of my genetic pull, I don't know if it was like something that was like an unsubconscious thing. I don't know if kind of like one gene lit to the other gene and thought we should get together because, you know, hello, I recognise you. I don't know if that took place. I wasn't there when my, you know, when my family, as I know it now, before I was conceived, I wasn't there. You know, <laughs> I have to be very careful what I say. <laughs> I know my mum listens, <laughs> but I wasn't there. But I do know that both sides of my gene pool, they carry the migraine gene. And also, I don't know about this, but I have blue eyes. And apparently, if you have blue eyes, you're more likely to have migraines than any other eye colour. I don't know if there's much truth in that, if it holds much water, but there you go. So, most of my family are migraine sufferers. But the weird thing is, is that for me, myself, I am the one it hits more. With me, it's the main one that's affected my life more. So I've seen my mum have a migraine. One of my memories are of watching my mum just lay on the couch with a wet tea towel on her head. And she was able to kind of get rid of it quite quickly. And really, I know my siblings suffer with migraines too. I've, I've seen them. Me, my body shuts down. That's the weird thing about it. There are different things that happen. It's kind of, I associate it with having a fire. So for me, it's like when a fire takes hold, you have like the smoke that's your aura and you have a specific amount of time to get to some pills or to hydrate or something your body tells you usually you're going to go into a migraine for me just recently though that didn't happen I walked into something and when I walked into this one thing it had an effect on me that has lasted on average four days so I walked into a shop this shop had such a strong smell. Now, I there are a couple of things to me I don't like. I can't take strong smells. I can take that. I'm okay with burnt toast, but usually if the smell kind of disappears, I'm okay. I can't take perfumes. Men's, there's a difference in like scents. I call them high and low tones. Men's perfumes are what I call man fumes. <laughs> They are lower, they're much more musclier. To me, I can take them. Female ones, especially if they're higher because they're fruity, you can tell. Some people can pick up on sound, some people can pick up on accents, I can pick up on smells. And about getting on a week ago, I think it actually was a week ago, I went into a shop and uh, as I did, there was this overwhelming smell. Now, over here in the UK, face masks aren't required anymore. You don't have to wear one. So as I went into this shop, I got this overwhelming smell. And thankfully, I was there with my mum. I was able to leave her in the shop. 
and I was able to step outside and literally, I didn't think it had an effect because I thought getting a breath of fresh air would be okay, but it hit. And one of the things that sucked on my behalf was that one of my preventatives is an over-the-counter thing. So if you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, I shared that I use these things called Cool Insoos, they're my grain strips. And they're basically like, they remind you a bit of pl uh, bandages. And one side they're white, the other side they're blue, they have gel. And they have a funky smell to them, but it's not too overpowering. You basically peel off a protective layer, you put it on your forehead, and it helps control the migraine. And what it is, is you have a massive vein in your head. It goes right down the middle of your head, and it's called the trigeminal nerve. Sometimes that can get so over... Well, it, it just kind of, you know, it can get so overstimulated that it can cause a migraine. For me, this is what happened. So, I haven't really been talking to anybody on social media, but I thank you all for your messages, because I know that I've spoken to a lot of people about migraines, and I know a lot of people that suffer with migraines. And different people have the experience based on their health. Some people are born with migraines. Others have, you know, have medical conditions where they brought on migraines. For me, what happened was there was an overbearing scent. And when I came home, I thought I'd be okay. But because I wasn't able to get one of my preventatives, I wasn't able to fight off the migraine. So what had taken place was when I came home, all I had really was a cold, wet tea towel. And I just went downhill pretty quick. I remember I got a pain in the back of my neck and I thought, okay, I can ride this out. And then I noticed my mood was starting to change and I'm very aware of it because I've had it since I was the age of 12. And so I know that what's normal for me and what's not. And I know that if certain things around my atmosphere bug me, I'm the kind of personality where if something's bugging me, I have to say it in order to stop it. I won't, I can't just sit there and kind of like, you know, take it. My mum might rustle a crisp packet or something like that, something so small. I can't just sit there and think she'll be done in a minute. I can't, I say, will you please stop just rustling that? Because it's like nails on a chalkboard. And there are certain sounds I can't take, there are certain lights. For me, it was a whole orchestra of that a week ago. So, I got a pain in the back of my neck and then I found that when I was on my phone I couldn't take the screen so I noticed that my eyes were getting a bit strained and I thought okay I usually wear sunglasses that help filter out the light they're not really a special type they're just literally UV sunglasses and uh, I basically aim for a migraine strip and I try to drink as much water and I listen to what my body wants there's usually something like if you are a migraine sufferer, you might take preventatives. For me, they don't agree with me. When I've taken different preventatives, I remember one time I took one and an ambulance had to be called out because I couldn't lift my head off my pillow. I had such a severe reaction to it. And um, to me, I found something that works, but one of my preventatives are an over-the-counter thing and I couldn't get any. They were sold out. And uh, what I didn't realise was I kind of asked for an SOS, what I call, if I can't get something, I ask one of my family members if they can get it, and I didn't realise, unbeknownst to me, one of my family members had the migraine too, 
And so we were both out for the cow, which isn't the best kind of environment. It's not the best scenario, but there you go. And yeah, I I kind of have a few fail states. When I'm in one, if I can get past eight o'clock without having to lay in a dark room, I'm okay. If I can put sunglasses on and I'm able to ride it out, I'm okay. But this just wasn't having it. And there was a lot of passing out. There was a lot of just feeling nauseous. My body shut down. And it's one that I know that if I'd had this specific preventative, wouldn't have happened. But because of this one little thing, literally I was out for the count. And it made me... Basically, it's amazing because there is, I know that with migraine, you say debilitating and you think you haven't got any control over any part of your body. For me though, migraines for me have always been like a reset. It's something that migraines for me have, they were the first condition I had. And because I came at it from you know, a 12-year-old girl's mindset, they were the first condition I've really been able to respect because if you don't respect it, it's going to hurt you. If you don't respect that, you're going to be basically in bed and you can't cry, that makes your head worse. All you can do is, like, you know, you nausea, you try and do what comes naturally with that, that makes your head worse. So, for me, when I became a migraine sufferer or when I was aware of it, you kind of learn about acceptance pretty early on. And it was my first condition that I was like, okay, you're here now. My life has to kind of be about watching what I eat, watching what I do, how much stress I take on. But there are some things that are out of my control, as much like last week, that was out of my control. But it is the thing of, okay, I survived it. With that though, you kind of have a reset because you realise that your day-to-day life, what you do, you're not able to really do that. It takes you out for the count. You're not able to do that when you're in a migraine. So for me, I steer away from my mobile. I'll only really interact with my nearest and dearest because obviously they know you in real life and, you know, I don't really go on social media all that much or I try and stay away from it because it's a lot of graphics, it's a lot of movement. I try and not watch TV because you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many flashing lights or how many times they use the colour white, red and blue in a TV. And when you're sensitive to light, it's also known as photosensitivity, which is what I got when you watch the TV and you can't take the lights because it's not one continuous image. It's a, you know, if you've ever seen a TikTok uh, video or you've ever seen an Instagram video or you watch YouTube, it's frames. The frames are constantly changing. If you look at an image, it stays still. But if you're looking at frames, the angle changes, the light, and when you are a migraine sufferer, you pick up on that. So I have been able to reset. I've been able to basically... (laughs) sit in my dark bedroom and I've been able to listen to the radio which has been nice and you know it's quite interesting because when I was 12 that's that was like around the age of when I first discovered radio so it kind of takes you back to your roots and it's kind of like it's interesting I guess because for me when apparently 
when my mum was pregnant with me, she used to listen to the radio. And so for me, I've always had the connection of, okay, I had that connection when I was in the womb. And <laughs> I don't need that information, but when I'm in like a migraine situation, you just want calm and peace and you just want to be able to vibe, you know? And I find that when you're coming out from the pain and the nausea is subsiding and you're able to think differently because your body's kind of like, I guess, if your neurological system is going haywire and it settles down, it has to, it's kind of like a storm, you know, I guess it clears something away. But I was able to think clearly, which is great. But I know that a lot of people had them. So when I was at the beginnings of a migraine, and I was worrying, I panicked a little bit because, like I said, my preventative wasn't there. And I know that that's when a lot of people messaged me and said they've been having migraines too. And I know that with the weather the way it is, it's unsettled. And with the spring, you've also got new buds that are coming in. So you've got maybe a touch of pollen and the temperature's trying to raise a little bit. We have all this stuff going on. If it's like it is here, which is cloudy, it's overcast, it's wet, it's a melting pot. And when I had people message me, especially on Instagram, and says, yeah, I have migraines, after, you know, I have migraines, and I've been having migraines for years, but I've had a new set of symptoms. There is a little bit of a reassurance. There's a little bit of community there to think, no two migraine sufferers are the same. But you do have people out there that are having migraines, that are having pain. To me, I don't believe, if you have migraine, I, don't, I believe that you shouldn't be on your own. I know some people want to be in the darkness. If I'm in a lot of pain, I kind of, I don't mind company. Because there's nothing worse than when you're in your, on your own in the darkness. And it's strange, actually, because... When I, <laughs> it's amazing, when I actually did HBA, which is when I first started doing my journey into radio, that was part of the reason why I was so drawn to it, was because when I was in the darkness and I had migraines, you wanted someone to talk to you. You maybe wanted to listen to some music. When I listen to music, I find that it changes my mood a little bit, and I guess the words and the beat and the rhythm, it's a new world. And if you're talking to people that you know, or say someone's with you, I know you can't, might not be able to take smells or something, but for me, I found that listening to a radio, so I've been listening to a radio station I haven't listened to for the past two days, for the past two mornings, and because it's been something different, and it's been able to reset me, I've looked at things differently. I've come up with new ideas about moving forward, and... It's kind of like the radio is one thing that you can always go there. It's the one thing you can always tune into. I don't know if it's the same with people with podcasts, when they listen to podcasts, because it's, it's a voice that you're familiar with. But for me, that's really helped with, you know, helping to navigate the world of migraines. The one thing that is interesting to me, though, is that with the face mask, when that's been lifted, it's now it's now March 2022. When that was lifted, it I didn't think it was going to affect me. I still carry a face mask around with me, and there have been some cold mornings where I thought, okay, if it gets too cold, I'll put a face mask on to protect my face. But now, 
I'm actually thinking, you know, just because face masks have been lifted doesn't mean you can't still wear one if it protects you from scents. And one of the ones that I can't stand is when people overdo it on perfume. And I know when I ask you guys on Twitter and on Instagram, you know, if if you wear perfume, I personally don't because I don't do well with the fumes. But what I find curious about it is that when people wear face masks, you are able to walk into a shop, smell a perfume and be thankful you're wearing a face mask. But now I think people put a lot of perfume on to smell themselves even when they're wearing a face mask. But it's really overpowering. And so for me, that's one of my worries. Since face masks have not been mandatory over here in the UK, every time I go out, I have worried. And to be honest, if I go out twice a week, by the time I come home, I can guarantee I'll get at least two migraines or one migraine that tries to linger, which tells me that really scents are something I have to watch out. But it's something that I guess moving forward, there has been a culture where if we wear, you know, face masks, then those that wear perfume or perhaps even aftershave, I can only speak from a woman's point of view, but those that wear perfume tend to kind of spritz a bit more on to make themselves be able to smell it a bit more. But all I would say is please do, you know, spare a thought for those that are highly sensitive to smells. I know a lot of people won't because they're like, well, it's my body, I'll wear what I want. And that's totally cool. You know, we've had three years where we've been told what we can do, where we can where we can go. But the strange thing is, is that when you are a migraine sufferer, yeah, it's just one more precaution that you have to take on. So, yeah, those are my migraines revisited. It's something that I guess hopefully moving forward, I've just got to make sure I've got enough preventatives, much like everybody else. But um, let me know. So when you're in a migraine, what helps you? Do you listen to the radio? Do you just prefer silence? I know everyone's different. If you want to get involved in, let me know. You can do it. All the details are coming your way in just a second. But um, again, thank you for all the messages. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just spending a little bit more time offline and trying to resurface because migraine... It takes a lot out of you and it takes a lot to kind of get back to where you were before. So, uh, yeah, if you want to let me know what happens when you get a migraine. Are you newly diagnosed? Have you had migraines for years? Have you just come across this podcast? But when you have migraines, what do you do? Do you go to the nearest dark room? Do you drink lots of water? Do you have preventatives? Let me know and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you the same time next week. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Thank you for listening to Quirky Gems Podcast. And remember, new episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on my socials on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Radio Gems.